I I think that people will always offend you. People will always hurt you. I feel like that's inevitable. They'll lie. They can cheat. They can betray you. They can steal from you. They'll disrespect you, mistreat you, do you dirty. And it can all be unprovoked. And you can also do all of those things to other people at various points in your life consciously or unconsciously and I feel like as an empath I fall into the misconception that everyone feels everything that's happening in other people's lives to the intensity and the degree that I do and as a recovering people pleaser (laughs) I think that everyone has this degree of awareness of others over the awareness of and consideration of themselves I just think that my whole life I've always thought oh my god everyone's an empath everyone feels everything to this like this degree and it's like a trait amongst people some people are really really empathetic others are not and that's fine I don't think it makes you a better person if you're more empathetic I just think it's a different personality trait and people pleasing obviously we've established is not the best thing for anybody and so in unlearning the people pleasing I have really been trying to stay on top of this and really trying to make active changes, healing the parts of me that I'm like, oh my God, I need closure on this. And oh my God, I just, I feel so hurt. And how can they do this to me? And I've been looking for a way to let go. I've been looking for a way to forgive. I've been looking for a way to move on. And I've always admired people who can come up from a situation with grace, who can come up from a situation with this sort of like, unfazed side to them and who can move forward and progress and really live a good quality life and I've always struggled with that because I'm like here I cared about this person so much and I gave them you know everything that I possibly could have as a friend I gave them everything I possibly could have as a sister as a daughter as a cousin as a a work colleague as a significant other I have given this person everything And they did me dirty and they must have made a mistake somewhere. And it maybe isn't a repetitive thing. Like maybe it's not a cycle where this person always does this to me. It's just a once in a blue moon event that this thing has just occurred. And I have always struggled to let go. And I think that the the thing that I struggle to let go of is the, how could you do me like this? Though I'm well aware that I have also done this to other people before I am aware that I've hurt people before I'm aware that I've disappointed people that I've betrayed people that I've lied to people and yet when the things happen to me or when I feel the offense I'm like how could this person do this I can't let go of this betrayal and I never thought that this would happen and I never saw this coming and so I've been trying to sit with this and I've been trying to to write it out, to do some shadow work, to try to bring a lot of this unknown confusion, uncertainty to the surface and try to deal with it. And I think that this thing that I'm going to talk about today is giving me a lot of optimism surrounding getting over this thing that I have struggled to get over my entire life 
And it's really made me forgive and not necessarily forget, but to move forward, right? Because often I have upset or offended someone and then I've moved forward because I might have done it unconsciously or I might have done it consciously but then think oh my god that happened years ago so I'm over it now and this other person that I did the offense to is holding on to it still and I can't seem to reconcile that with the fact that people can just move forward even after offending me but Yesterday, I was thinking on this one excerpt. It was a photo of an excerpt from a book that someone had sent me. And I think this was like way at the start of the year somewhere. And it actually made me think about it yesterday. I was like, oh, I remember that someone sent me this. And then I went back and I found it. So I really, really wanted to talk about this today because I feel like it's so interesting. And also, I think it would give some perspective to those who are struggling to find closure for those of us who are struggling to forgive and to let go and to move forward in life and to trust people again or to even continue the relationships with the people that betrayed us right because like my brother can do me dirty today and instead of holding on to that I can move forward and acknowledge that he made a mistake and acknowledge that it did hurt me And we can move forward on repairing our relationship. I don't ever think that this needs to be, uh, oh my God, this person lied to me and she's been my friend for eight years, so I'm cutting her off now. I mean, obviously it's situational, so take this with whatever resonates to you and resonates for your situation. But I I did want to discuss it in terms of if you're going to cut things off with someone or if you're going to continue moving forward with that person, I think that this is still applicable to all of that. So I'm going to get into it because I feel like I'm going to have a lot to say after we kind of unpack this together. But I want to open with the fact that people are going to hurt you in this lifetime. It's just, it's inevitable. And the reason why I say it's inevitable, because I know people are going to be like, no, it's not. I'm just going to pick good people and they're never going to hurt me because I don't want to be around anyone who is going to cause me to be sad ever I think that's wishful thinking because the reason why we hurt is because we love that's literally the only reason right if someone across the street is like Celine you're ugly I'm like okay all right fine that's fine but if my significant other is like babe you're ugly that hurts and it hurts because I love my significant other it doesn't hurt me as much. It might be like, oh, okay, that was not nice if a stranger says it to me. But when I hear it from someone who I love and who's supposed to think I'm beautiful, I'm like, oh my God, I'm ugly? How long have I been ugly for? Have they been thinking I've been ugly this whole time? What's like, this hurts. This really, really hurts. And we might move forward and they might be like, haha, just kidding. And then like three years down the line, I'm like, oh my God, do they still think I'm ugly? <laughs> like, you can carry that shit because it's someone that you love, right? And oftentimes, the people who have the power to hurt you the most are the ones that you love the most. And so I think in that way, this is why I feel it's realistic. I mean, it's unrealistic to cut people off when they do you dirty and when it hurts because a lot of the times those people who are hurting us are the relationships we would otherwise want to keep. Now, this does not count for an abusive relationship. If you've got an 
a situation of abuse or someone taking advantage of you, etc., etc., whatever the case might be, familial, otherwise, I don't care, then obviously that's bad, run. But I'm talking about a completely otherwise healthy, normal friendship. A tiny little thing happened. You might feel betrayed. You might feel like this is so deep. This hurt is so bad. And I can't move forward with this person. But then you actually find that you can. And I think that for people who are looking to continue a relationship with this person, a friendship with this person, a, you know, a good standing with this person, this is going to be very valuable. So I'm going to read the excerpt now. Now keeping in mind that we often love the people that hurt us and it hurts because we love them. So this is from a book about stoicism. I don't actually know the name of this book, so I'm going to do my research to find the name of this book and then I will um, link it in the the description for the episode so that you guys can go and check it out if this is a book that you think that you would like but basically I want to describe it as like a daily book it's got dates on the top and I think every day of the year you're supposed to read like a new little excerpt and it's supposed to be something very profound on life and something in relation to stoicism so I will find the book name and everything this is on page 128 if you ever get the book and yeah hopefully That gives some context, but I will have the book somewhere. And the title of this excerpt is Things Happening in Training, or Things Happen in Training. And I want to kind of read the little thing first, and then it has an explanation on the bottom. So this is the direct quote. When your sparring partner scratches or headbutts you, you don't then make a show of it or protest or view him with suspicion or as plotting against you. And yet you keep an eye on him, not as an enemy or with suspicion, but with a healthy avoidance. You should act this way with all things in life. We should give a pass to many things with our fellow trainees. For, as I have said, it's possible to avoid without suspicion or hate. That was the quote. And this is the explanation that the book gives on this particular quote. By seeing each day and each situation as a kind of training exercise, the stakes suddenly become a lot lower. The way that you interpret your own mistakes and the mistakes of others is suddenly a lot more generous. It's certainly a more resilient attitude than going around acting like the stakes of every encounter put the championship on the line. When you scratch an elbow or an unfair blow today, shake off the pain and remind yourself, I'm learning. My sparring partner is learning too. This is practice for both of us. That's all. I know a bit more about him or her, and from my reaction, they're going to learn a little bit more about me too. Damn, it hits, it hits every time I read it, to be honest. Like, it hits every time I read it. Okay, there's a lot here that we can unpack. Also, I need to disclaim the fact that, um, okay, if you guys say that I sound like this every episode, we're going to have to have beef. I really hope I don't sound like this every episode, but I'm sick. I've got a European cough. Don't ask me how I didn't go to Europe this summer, but I still wound up with a European cough. The person who gave this to me knows exactly who they are. And I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) But yeah, that's what my voice sounds like shit because I've lost it and I'm really straining. I'm kind of like mid yelling so I can get this episode through. But back to the quote. The reason why I think this is so powerful is because 
the first thing that sort of comes to my mind is that everyone is doing life for the first time. And I think that we are so quick with hypotheticals in our brains, especially those of us who come up with scenarios and, and, and stuff in our brain. We think that we're experts on the way that we would react in the heat of the moment to something. Prior to, I'm going to be a bit vulnerable here, right? Prior to being in a relationship, there were things that I thought that I could handle really well. I'm like, jealousy? <laughs> I don't get jealous. I don't give a fuck. Or, you know, conflict? That's fine. I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a peacemaker. Well, I mean, I didn't think I was a people pleaser. I thought I was a peacemaker. So I, I, can, I can handle conflict. And the very real thing that I realized was that because we often think so much about hypothetical situations, oh, in this situation, I would X, Y, Z. In that situation, I would X, Y, Z. And I think this is a direct, you know, fallout from social media because on social media, we see everything, right? It could be like, so-and-so had to abort their child. And then you would say, well, if I was in this situation, I would, but it's a hypothetical. You are not in that situation. This life circumstance is not your life circumstance. So you actually have no idea what you would do in this situation, right? Or if like, if I got bullied as a kid, well, you didn't get bullied. So you can't actually, it's everything that you say is not real. It doesn't exist. It's a hypothetical. It's not based on things that you've experienced, things that you've actually reacted to. And so I think that Every single time we think of a hypothetical because of what we see and because we're so, I guess, used to judging people before we even know their situation and before we can even experience that situation for ourselves, we often trick our brains into thinking we know exactly how we'll react when something happens. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Pumpkin got divorced, right? You're probably thinking, oh, well, if, if that was me, if I was Mrs. Pumpkin, I would have done X, Y, Z. I would have left sooner or I would have just stuck and, you know, tried to make it work with my husband and we would have gone to therapy. And it's also just like you are not Mrs. Pumpkin, though. You've never been Mrs. Pumpkin. You don't know what it's like to be in a relationship with Mr. Pumpkin. You don't know about their finances. You don't know about anything. Everything that you're saying is a hypothetical. And I think that because we think so much because we're so reflective on situations we've never been in it gives us a false perception that we can handle these things when they eventually happen or if they ever happen to us so prior to being in a relationship that's true I was like I'm not I don't get jealous and that's because I never cared about anyone enough to get jealous But now I'm realizing that I can get jealous and I think it's a healthy jealous. Thank God. I don't think I'm like weirdly jealous, but there were things that I got jealous about that was, that would just like, now that I think about it and make me laugh because after some reassurance and stuff, I, I realized that I was being silly, but that was just on my own self-reflection. My feelings were very validated in the fact that like, Hey, this happened. And you feel a little jealous, Celine. But bef- before I was in a relationship, I was like, I'm not a jealous person. This shit doesn't faze me. But that's just because I never cared about anybody enough to get jealous before. I don't know anyone else's circumstance. This is my first time doing life. 
This is my first time falling in love. It's my first time making friends. It's my first time being a daughter. It's my first time being an older sister to my siblings. It's my first time doing a podcast. It's my first time putting myself out there. It's my first time trying new things. It's my first time betraying people, lying to people, getting ahead in life, getting behind in life, having karma come back around. It's the first time. Everyone is doing this life for the first time. And I think that that's a that's crazy. Like that puts so much perspective into things. When you just remind yourself that everyone around you is doing this for the first time. Your parents who are parenting you in a certain way, it might be healthy, it might be unhealthy, it might be, you know, not what their intention was, or like, it might have hurt you or caused some lasting trauma, it's their first time, and I don't say that it's their first time to excuse bad behavior, right, I'm not going to go to a murderer and be like, it's just their first time doing life, like, that's why they killed someone, like, come on, no, let's use our common sense, okay, I'm not even going to get into that, because that's not even important, but I don't say this to excuse poor, abusive, repetitive behavior. I say this for genuine mistakes in a pursuit to rebuild a relationship, to rebuild trust with the person that's in your life that you love so much, that's done something that that has hurt you or made you feel a little bit less than or made you feel a little bit insecure or a little bit humiliated, um, upset. It's just, that's the first thing to remember. And even this part about, okay, so this person has now hurt you. Maybe things don't return back to normal, right? Like maybe your friend really broke your trust and now you can only have like a surface level friendship with them. Yes, it's still a good friendship. Yes, you guys still hang out and you talk about things and everything's fine. But maybe you just don't trust them to the degree that you've trusted them before. You're not like, oh my god, this person's evil and I hate them and they can't be trusted forever and ever. It might just be that they misused your trust the first time, but they're otherwise a very trustworthy person to everyone else in their life. And especially after they, you know, broke your trust. They are like, I swear to never break anyone's trust again. I'm going to be the most trustworthy person from now on. Everyone else gets the trustworthy version. And you just have to be okay with keeping them at a distance. And maybe putting your trust that you would have given in them to another person. I hope I'm making sense. It doesn't have to be a big meltdown. Oh my God, everything is going wrong. Oh my God, this person did me so dirty. Oh my God, I have to cut them off. And I think that this is another thing I really want to emphasize. When you are cutting people off from your life or moving forward from a situation and you know things aren't going to be the same as they were, when you're handling it, the the way that I've seen people handle things with grace, I think is so important. Even if someone does me dirty. And I, I, I learned this last year because I don't know how I ended up doing it. I must have been in a really, really good place mentally. But I had a lot of people break my trust last year, right? And I am no longer in the like in contact with any of those people, I don't think. But the thing is, they don't see it as if I've burnt a bridge. I haven't been like, 
screw you and like you mistrusted me and I didn't go on the internet and talk about it. I didn't come on the podcast and talk about it. And I still have no hate in my heart. If I was to walk past those people today, I'd have a proper conversation with them. I'd have a genuine conversation with them. And in moving forward like that without burning any bridges, it has given me the most peace I have ever received post being offended. Every other time when I've like made a ruckus about it and I've said something about it and I've made some noise and I wanted to make it known and I wanted to, it just dragged out the healing process for me. It just made things so much harder. It made it harder for me to move on. I just could not even fathom forgiving this person, being in a room with this person, speaking to this person again. And I think that there's so much power in how you move forward from a situation because in forgiving a person, in acknowledging that this is their first time, okay, this is your first time doing life, so this is just your lesson to learn, but I can't trust you again, so I'm going to keep you at an arm's length. I won't disrespect you, though. I will respect you as a human being. I will say hi to you if I walk past you. I will have a conversation with you. We might even have a chance at being friends properly again once we build up trusting each other again, and I can know that you will never do that to me again. But for the time being, handle things with grace. There is nothing that pisses me off more than when something happens. And I look, again, this is a hypothetical, right? Because sometimes I might be like, if someone cheated on me, I would, I would not burn the bridge. I would be so calm, right? And then someone would cheat on me and I would th- destroy them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because hypothetically I'm like oh yeah well if someone cheated on me I'd still want to move on with grace but in the moment it's a lot harder to actually do that than it is well at least I think it is again hypothetical never been in that situation so I know from experience now with people that moving on with grace moving on with kindness acknowledging that a person's learning and you might have just been the thing that they needed to learn from is healthy it's so good and I want to encourage everyone that things happen in training things happen in life people will do you dirty you will also be in a position where you hurt other people where you'll be wanting that forgiveness where you'll be wanting that sort of gentleness and and kindness even when you think you don't deserve it because no one if you cheat on me I don't owe it to you to be nice to you but it's in that sort of like okay look you cheated on me and I we have to end things here but I'm not going to completely rip you apart do you know what I mean or look you're my friend but you told people this secret about me that I only wanted to tell you and you betrayed my trust and so I have to keep you at an arm's length but I still have love for you and I still want you to heal and I still want you to succeed. And this has been something that I'm reading daily to remind myself that, okay, I'm waking up, I'm reading that like, I I shouldn't expect not to be offended today. I shouldn't expect not to be hurt today. It shouldn't take me by surprise if someone offends me or says something to me or about me or does something in relation to me that offends me. It shouldn't surprise me because I've prepared for myself this morning. I've prepared that this is going to happen. But is the constant reminder that things happen in training, things happen in life. It's mainly your response that's going to 
dictate everything for you moving forward. If I respond in a way that's calm, even when the person doesn't deserve my calm, even when that person doesn't deserve my kindness, doesn't deserve my respect because maybe they disrespected me, maybe they mistreated me. It's, I don't know, there's just something so powerful about being such a good person to the degree where you can acknowledge that someone did something dirty to you or even if there's a person who's just actively a bad person. I think that a lot of the power in moving forward in recognising that people are people and there will always be people and you're just a human as well. We all have our limitations. In acknowledging that and in moving forward in that, I feel like there's something so powerful, something so profound in that. Things happen in training. Things happen in life. You will be hurt, most likely by the people that you love because they have the power to hurt you. I'm going to read the last part of the description again. And I'm going to leave that with you before I head off. When you catch an elbow or an unfair blow today, shake off the pain and remind yourself, I'm learning. My partner is learning too. This is practice for both of us. That is all. I know a bit more about him or her. And from my reaction, they're going to learn a little bit more about me too. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me, for being in my space today um and for holding space for this episode i really hope that it resonated with some of you who are you know even if it's things you've been holding on to for years or things that have happened recently i hope that this helps in your healing process especially pertaining to forgiveness and to moving on um with life and and moving on not for the sake of the other person to be forgiven but so that you can move forward with your life and yeah Thank you. I hope to see you guys next week. I hope you guys are enjoying the episodes. I have received a couple of lovely messages from you guys. I actually cried this week. I've been crying a lot lately, which has been really healthy because there was a time in my life um, where I didn't cry. And that was because of something that I'm going to talk about very soon. But um, I've been crying a lot and I've been reading the messages that you guys like DM me and I'm like... (laughs) so sweet and like even just now look I'm about to cry again I don't know why I'm crying I don't know what's going on with me but I I I am enjoying this change because I feel like I've been a little bit rough lately and a little bit tough with all my walls up and crying makes me feel like I've released tension and I can move forward so um thank you guys for making me cry and for sending me all your lovely messages and if you're listening on apple podcasts which is the superior platform even though i'm a spotify girly now hold on sorry i'm not ending the episode let me tell you something so i've been an apple music girl for so long seven years celebrating my seventh year anniversary with apple music love this for me um and recently i've been making the changes to spotify my younger brother bullied me into doing it so i'm joining the bandwagon courtesy of cedric um and i having you know apple music for seven years have so many songs to move over to spotify it's been like a really big process i feel like i'm moving house um but i'm really loving it so yeah but i was an apple podcast girly for like a couple years as well i only got into podcasts maybe four or five years ago um so you guys will always be my favorite 
So if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Give me like some stars. Text me on Please Don't Leave the Table. I'm currently taking an Instagram break, so this is really the only place that you can find me on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys have a fantastic week and thank you for hanging out with me today and for starting my morning off right. I'm going to go and get some breakfast, might go on a hot girl walk and have a coffee. So I love you and I am loving you and leaving you.